Happy 2020, y'all. Today, Mashan and I are talking about resolutions and the art of gift giving. Oh, and make sure you stay tuned for our In Memoriam, a tribute to all the dicks of 2019. Plus, we are sitting down with the fantastic and newly licensed therapist, Allison Clifton. Oh, that's my time. Mariah is turning up the music. Girl, you had too much wine today. And welcome back to another episode of Me and My Gorgeous Husband. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, Michelle, let's go, go with it. Roll with it, baby. Yeah, no, I mean, we're already there. No, I, I want you to do the, like, welcome back and all that. Yeah, I just did. Were you listening? <laughs> no. I mean, continue with it. What do you want to start with? I don't know. You have, you have the blueprints. Oh, what do you want to start with? I see. As 2020 resolutions. <laughs> New Year's. New Year. Same. New Year. Same bullshit. around my neck. <laughs> I don't know if that is really an expression. Yeah. Same albatross around my neck. Yeah. Bashad, have you? Is that not, how you're gonna hang yourself? Have you not gonna have a rhyme flight? of the ancient mariner? <laughs> you illiterate son of a bitch! Oh, I'm familiar. Why don't you go to eighth grade English class and read a book? <laughs> anyway, bitch. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So New Year's resolutions. What's yours? Find a better husband. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, honey. Good luck. Because I will murder them. I don't really do New Year's resolutions. You really don't. I mean, when you look this good. like like, what's the point of changing you're gonna die eventually just kidding everybody's resolution always has to do with getting in better shape which i could definitely use but also i don't care that much i don't mind if you know someone wants to get faster or have more stamina Uh, i'm not here from people like i just want to lose weight okay but back it up who wants to get faster what does that mean like to to like be like have more speed like I want to be able like to run have a, a shorter run time. Yeah, I want to be able to run faster I've or like never heard that fuck one. longer. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, I want to be stronger, be able to lift more weight. Yeah, right? that. Those are all like accomplishing accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, things to be celebrated. Okay, but you're not you're not down for people who want to lose weight. I mean, no, because it gets into like fat shaming. Because what you're saying is, oh, if you have fat, then you you are not worthwhile. Like you, something's wrong with you. You should, you should change this, and that's just some bullshit that. Is created to keep people in this endless loop True. of buying shit they don't need and doing shit they don't need to feel shame. Yeah, no, I get that side of it. I guess most people are overly concerned with image based on what societal, I don't know, norms are. But I think some people, I think it's okay if some people just want to nope. drop some pounds. Nope. It's, I mean, if they want to get healthier. Nope. Get out of here. I'm not going to get out of here. People are allowed to lose weight if they want to lose sure, weight. Sure. I'm saying. Maybe if it's for the right reasons. I'm saying it's not a, a goal just to like be thinner. Sure. Of course. Let's say you have like cardiovascular disease. I was about to say some people need to lose weight. Yeah. For real reasons because they're limiting their life. Right. But let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. How many people who are, are fat are told like, oh, I'm worried about your health. When in reality, the person has no idea about their health. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So that's that's the perspective I come from, boo. Got it. Okay. Good. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> my hatred for you grows. It does? Just in time for Valentine's. Oh, my gosh. This is like your personal hell. It because... is. It's the worst. Yeah. Michelle, why is it the worst for you? It's a lot of stress. First of all, any holiday where you're expected to buy other people things makes me very nervous because... I'm not like a good gift giver. You are not. I don't put a ton of thought and, I don't know, research into 
I just can't. It's my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. That sounds lazy. No. I can't do it. I'm not buying you a good it, gift. <laughs> it it'd be like if you asked me to do algebra. Yeah, I guess. It's like every like once a year you're like, it's my birthday, time to do algebra. I'd be like, fuck me. Yeah. God damn it. It's a lot of mental work for me. And then there's yeah. the stress of knowing if I got it right or not. But also to compound the problem, your birthday is the day after Valentine's, which is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me. So I, do you know how many heart-shaped cakes I've eaten in my life, Michonne? Too fucking many. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I made it easy on you this year, though. I literally bought my presents. Which was not necessary. I could have easily got them. You, you sent me the link to what you wanted. Yeah. But that wasn't good enough. You were like, I'm buying them immediately. Yeah, because one had one left. Yeah. A, a pair yeah, yeah. of like lovely joggers. And I was like, Michonne might get to this this weekend, and then it will be too late. Yeah. And then I'll be mad at him for not getting it quick enough. That's true. So, yeah. Thanks for doing that. So, really, I just saved you. Just for anyone listening, I will move money into his account. <laughs> and on top of that, of course, I will choose a cake. And I will probably buy one little extra thing he didn't expect. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have to come up with a plan that is one and a half times more, which you would do for one holiday. I'm not going double. <laughs> But I'll do one and a half, and I'll split it up over two days. It's a good thing I celebrate myself every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it I makes mean, it easier on you. Well, I thought you were going to say, because at least you'll get what you want. Or oh, need. yeah. I always get what I want. Yeah, because I'm probably not going <laughs> to deliver on that front. <clears throat> so, yeah, Valentine's yeah. birthday. Ugh, also, when we first remember? met yeah. was February like 21st or 22nd, one yeah. of those days. So, for a while there, before we got married, that was like the day so it was three things in one four-day period it was like a gauntlet of anyway. torture for you yeah which as a dom i'm kind of here for <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a lot it's a lot of mental stress and anguish i fucking love it it's when my quality of life decreased <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't see you age quicker it looked like you had um done something terrible to yeah. A wonderlust older Let's person. I've never aged. But it's true. Yeah, any holiday where gifts are given or received is kind of my nightmare. So that includes all birthdays uh, for a couple, Valentine's Day, and then Christmas. There's a lot of holidays in which I get very stressed out. So yeah, don't love it. And then meanwhile, I'm all like, let's make it a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the op- you're. I think most people are on that train. Yeah. They're like, I love getting gifts. It's so much fun. And I love giving gifts. And I'm not here for any of it you are not i feel like anything i give is mere disappointments and me receiving things there's a lot of pressure to have a reaction to receiving something really great and i give zero reactions because i'm robotic um so if someone can hand me a shoebox with a million dollars in it i'd be like oh wow that's really nice you shouldn't have yeah Uh, that's about as much as you're getting Uh, that or like zero one one zero one one zero 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 one one yes which is michelle for thank you yeah yeah any binary response <laughs> how are you doing long time no see i know girl it's been mm, a minute <laughs> literally sometimes people are like how how great you're married we you probably like do all this stuff together and i'm like actually we don't do a lot together this doing this broadcast has like made us spend more time together true i mean we do have opposite schedules for work so that's a, an issue and then we have um completely different social lives yeah well you're an introvert and i'm an extrovert oh yeah i mean i have no social life <laughs> yeah 
That's and I'm always all over the place. Yeah. Uh, as always, we have our wonderful producer, Mariah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gossip girl over there. What's up, girl? I know. She does not have a mic, which is great because you can always say what you want for her. Uh, so she's always on my side whenever we have disagreements. And then joining us here in the studio today. <laughs> Giggling. Yes. Her. She's so excited. <laughs> Giggles McGee. Uh, Miss Allison Clifton. Hi, Allison. Yeah. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes. Allison, um, so I know you through... Uh, the sex positive networks here in Austin, as well as the mental health networks, because you are soon to be a mental health practitioner. Once your license goes through, everything's in. You got like two to three weeks. You're just waiting on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we met because you uh, came to a training that I had at my house. Oh, oh I... no, you, you actually we met before that, right? Yeah, way before, like a year before that. Oh, shit, girl. Yeah. yeah you came to a blowjob class that I helped put on with Goody Howard. She is a sexologist out of Dallas. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's also a social worker. Yeah. Yeah. She just got a degree. She sure did. She just got it, yeah. Super stoked for her. So, um, Allison, what was it like to meet me in that context? Like, you definitely saw me Yeah. in a different space. (laughs) So, my introduction to social work had been, and, like, mental health, Mm -hmm practicing had been uh, very vanilla up until that point. And that was something that kind of made me sad because I got into the field to be rowdy and to help people understand their sexualities. Um, yeah. And up- you were, you were practicing or learning outside of Austin. Yes. I was living in central Texas. So my um, internships and things had all been like very, uh, conventional. Yes. Very conventional, <laughs> very buttoned up. And I was, like, so excited to get into the room with a bunch of mental health practitioners that were, like, really down with the shit. Like, we were learning how to give blowjobs in real life with real dildos. Yeah. And it was awesome. My favorite thing about that experience was uh, Package Menswear had hooked me up with some dildos because they will sponsor me for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love them to death. P.S. Shout out. Um, So they gave me five, like, dildos for free out of, like, buying 25 or 30. And so some were, like, super nice dildos. Like, they were, like, top-quality silicone. And then there were some, like, run-of-the-mill ones. And all my, like, colleagues who are doing this work, you know, they came in, and there's this table just full of dildos. And they're, like, casually talking to each other. I just did air quotes like y'all can see it. They're, like, casually chit-chatting while maneuvering themselves to the best dicks on the table. (laughs) And the moment Goody was like, okay, go ahead and select your instrument, it was like, and I'm going to take this $100 dildo. Just snatch and grab. They were plotting. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. It was gorgeous. So, you know, what what encouraged you to want to, like, come into this world and do this work, Allison? What what makes you want to do the work of a sex-positive therapist? Yeah, so I think... A lot of therapists would say that their inspiration to do the work is based on their own personal journey, Mm -hmm. and that's definitely true with myself. Um, I grew up in a small town in central Texas that was very conservative, and I grew up having all of these very queer thoughts, all of these pretty kinky thoughts, you could say, and not having the language or the experience to understand them and to live my truth without shame, right? And when you throw in the fact that I am also a fat femme, Mm -hmm. uh, that adds confusion to it as well. 
there's built-in shame in that. I was going to say, we live in a time, which is always surprising to me, where people are, like, ashamed or anxious about using the word fat. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Why Why do people have such a hard time using fat as a term? Yeah. So we get a ton of messages about being fat that we learn unconsciously. We learn without words. We watch people shy away from our bodies and use language that um, is supposed to make us feel more comfortable about our bodies because inherently, right, being fat is something to be ashamed of. So that's why we're afraid. It's just got all of that attached to it. So using fat for a lot of people has been reclaimed. Yeah. And it's really exciting. It is. Now, Michon, you grew up in a, a super small town. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. yeah, and you had to discover your queerness. Uh, true. But yours was a little bit different. Like, you kind of had, like, a uh, porn fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was just based on the way people viewed me or my personality or how I come across, but I did not have the typical experience. Uh, things were relatively easy for me. I wasn't picked on or made fun of. People just accepted whatever I did, and um, that led to me dating both guys and girls here and there throughout high school. I ended up becoming sort of a a thing with the high school star quarterback and then the captain of the basketball team. Yeah, like Meanwhile, your girl over here was praying to Jesus to take her gay away. <laughs> Very different experiences. Well, I was not going to waste my time praying. <laughs> but, yeah, it all worked out really well considering other people's stories and how horrible those are. So, yeah, I got r- really lucky. I'm not sure why. I I think it's, like, true today still. Like, people look at you as, like, the safe queer. So Bizarrely, yeah. Yeah, you get, like, a lot of dudes who are like, I'm not gay, but if I was gay... Yeah, Yours is the dick I would want to suck. And it's like, girl, that's pretty gay. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Yeah. You'd be the one. Allison, what is it like to like be able to express your queerness more now in an environment that is more open-minded? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. I have always known that I was some degree of queer, but it's never been something that I talked about or like explored openly. It was more like a very personal thing. Um it was just Sexuality you. Sexuality is personal, right? Yeah, it was just you and your browser it just, history. It was just me and my Fredericks of Hollywood catalog. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I used to get okay. that too, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I had to cut out uh, pictures from the, the newspaper every time there was a wrestling meet in town. Ooh, nice. I was like, ah, I'm going to put these under my bed and use them later. Right? Yeah. In a box under my bed. It was very special. Yeah. But so I moved to Austin recently, and there is this beautiful queer community Thank and you. just I am. being in the room with people living their lives has encouraged me to do the same. But out loud, though, in public, which yeah. I'm super, well, pub, whatever. Because <laughs> we, we went to Pride this year. I did not know when I invited you yeah. that this was, like, your first Pride event. Yeah. I always, I never went to Pride because I didn't feel like I was queer enough or, like, it was my space to claim. Yeah. So. And we did it very bougially. We did <laughs> I got two VIP tickets, so we were, like, in the AC and had, like, drinks and food all day. Yeah. I was like, this is – there's no going back now. ATX, Black Pride knew what they were doing when they made that lounge. It, it did look really nice. Yeah. It was fancy. Yeah. I loved it. So, you know, I work with a lot of people who are figuring out their sexuality. Maybe it's the first time they can step into it uh, in my office, but 
they don't necessarily know how to express it in the world. They haven't developed their sexual identity yet. So what might you tell someone who is looking to uh, establish their sexual identity in the world? Yeah. So I, right now, am super into the concept of community, right? Finding people like you, living the lives that you want to live, the life that you want to live, doing the things that you want to do, expressing themselves the way you want to express yourself, and trying to join their community. That yeah, that does. I, I often tell folks, right, as you're looking to build your identity, uh, having people in your life, having chosen fam is going to help you then know exactly more of what you're about. You're going to have some needs met, so you won't necessarily look for a partnership to meet those needs. Yeah. So how often are people feeling insecure and they think, okay, I'm going to, like, find someone and that person's love's going to help me. And that person might be great and wonderful. Like in Mashan's case, he found me. Okay. I mean, I am. Thank you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but other people find folks who are not so kind or mm-hmm. don't have their stuff together and people who could be abusive. Yeah. So I think having community helps them uh, avoid that potential pitfall. I think so, too. Community provides us with a safe place to experiment and to fail if we need to. And also there's this concept that I love. It's called twinship. And it's about finding people like you or things like you, experiences that affirm that you are not alone. And in a community, or communities are great sources of twinship. In the world, a lot of people have contributed to uh, people reclaiming their pride and diminishing shame in the fat, queer, and sex-positive communities. Who, who do you look to as role models? In the world as a whole? Yeah, anyone who's contributed. Yeah, so for me... My idols right now are all very political fat activists that also happen to be queer. A lot of them are housed on the internet, Mm -hmm. and that's how they're accessible to people, and I'd love to plug them right now. Um, There is somebody called the Fat Sex Therapist. She is super rad, um, very fabulous, very uh, queer and political, says some things that really are going to make you think. Um, There is somebody else who is anonymous, and they're called your fat friend, also super, super radical, going to make you think so much about your experience as a fat person or as an ally, as a white person a lot of the time. There's a lot of um, race stuff that comes into uh, fat politics as well, of course. Yeah. Um, Let's see. There will be more that come to me. Yeah, more mainstream. I'm a, a pretty big fan of Nicole Byer, who owns every bit of that. And, uh, you know, she's she's the first one I've ever heard have the conversation about how uh, people are nervous to say the word fat around her. And she's like, no, I'm fat. That's a thing. And that's okay. And I'm also beautiful. And you can say the word. And by you not saying the word or trying to hide it makes it a bigger problem. She's yeah. like, I know what I look like and I look good. So, yeah, yeah I'm just going to. Live that truth. Yeah, she has a hashtag on Instagram oftentimes, which is like, so fat, so So brave. brave. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you being uncomfortable to say the word fat shows that you are uncomfortable with me. Right, yeah. The end. Yeah. You know, like, so what's up? Why are you uncomfortable with me? Yeah. Also, Lizzo has been doing some pretty amazing work. (laughs) How in the world could I forget about Lizzo? Lizzo has been doing the work for like five years, y'all. I'm saying. And we are so blessed that people are finally paying attention. Like, Truth Hurts has been out since 2017. I know. It's crazy that it took more than Uh, a year and a half to finally get somewhere. Come on, America. Get it together. Get it together. (laughs) Some good work. Um, 
So, you know, one of the things I think that is important to note is that you are a younger person with mm-hmm. wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think ageism hurts all of us, and it could look at, like, young people as not knowing anything, older people as kind of, like, not being invested or not, not being aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. All of it's nonsense to me because, like, all of ageism, like, we, that's, that's one of the only isms I know of that we all experience. But, like, one of the things I want to talk about today is, like, being a younger person and dating in today's world. Like, what kind of tips would you give people who are trying to connect with others in the world? You don't participate? Oh, I was wondering if you uh, jump in on the apps. The apps I find really fascinating because I was, I think, too old when they started and I've, I've missed that whole thing. Well, we started dating in 2009, like early. Yeah. And that's the same year that Grinder came out. Right, so I didn't even, yeah, I didn't get into that till really late. And it's honestly the only app I've ever used, but I always like hearing people's stories about, um, you know, all of them, OkCupid or Tinder or Bumble and the difference the differences between each because to me, I just thought they were all the same, but yeah. they are kind of distinctly different. Um, they do different things. Yeah, I find yeah. it fascinating. People tend to get fragmented when they're on multiple apps like that. Agreed. I mean, my experience has been... Like, on one, they're like, I'm here for my erotic self. And another one, they're like, here for my, for my romantic self. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you are so fragmented, honey. Like, you need to get integrated. So, I will admit, I'm back on Tinder. Yes. <laughs> Is it for research? <laughs> Is it for personal purposes? You'll never know. But I will tell you some things that I have learned. Um, this time, I have made an effort to be much more authentic with the person that I'm presenting. So that means both pictures-wise and what I'm saying on my profile. So basically, from my profile, you can tell I ain't taking no shit. And what's really cool is I'm noticing the matches that I'm getting. They're not trying to give me shit. Yeah. That's been my experience as a queer person and being on Grinder, right? Like, my gender is listed as being bougie garbage. Yeah. And I, because of my, one of my fetishes, I get a lot of folks who are very masculine and they think or they expect or they hope that I'm going to be the same way. And I was like, I can play that role, but that is not who I am as a person. And if all you want is for me to pretend to be that, we're probably not going to get along. Yeah. Yeah. Say so. My gender is listed as no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. Yeah. (laughs) Do you participate in the dating world? Are you like actually dating? No, not at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. I love dating. People like come to me and they're like, dating's the worst. And I'm like, I really, truly love it because it's a celebration of me. <laughs> I don't know if it's the worst. I just maybe I just don't participate. Like I I'm, I don't think I'm good at anything like that. I generally just meet people on the fly and whatever happens, happens. I'm not a dater. I yeah. don't know how to make that work. What, what's interesting, though, is like the way that you operate is you you have to like know someone if you're going to like let them get closer to you. Yeah, that's true. And that requires dating. It does not. You can court people without dating them. Well, sure. I look at that as like under like the whole umbrella of Of dating. I'm I'm getting to know you. And part of of the reason is we're going to see if we want to do this thing. Yeah. Or if we're just going to be like community together. I mean, one of my favorite like queer game shows is, is this a date? (laughs) 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 Whenever queer people hang out. Like I feel like afterwards they come back and they're like, well, I just had brunch with this person. But I don't don't know if like we're dating or like what what the fuck was this? (laughs) Flashbacks? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Allison's got the vapors. I got the vapors. Do we have uh, worst dating stories? Oh, my goodness. I, I, yeah. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. Hit me with it, girl. Well, um, 
This is probably only my worst date story. In, in if, this the, is, if I'm if I'm the other person on this date, Mariah, this is I, have over. The, I have the clicker ready to edit this part it's out. It's just going to be a clean sweep of the microphones <laughs> off the table. No, this is probably only a, a terrible date because I was a terrible person. Uh, but in college, I was staying up really late uh, studying for a physics exam. And a guy that we'd all hung out in the same group uh, as a bunch of us. And so I knew him, but not super well comes into my bedroom when the door was shut, which I found super annoying because I was studying, and proceeds to make small talk, which was also annoying, and then uh, starts telling me the story. He says he needs, I just need someone to talk to. And he's like, I have this problem where uh, there's this really close friend of mine that I really, really, truly like, and I would like to ask him on a date, but I don't want to ruin the friendship. And um, So he like laid it out as like a hypothetical situation yes. as he was asking you? Yeah, and uh, completely disconnected, not thinking about anything he was saying. I was like, uh, it's an easy fix. Just ask him if he wants to go out on a date because <laughs> if he's a real friend, then he won't be hateful and mean to you. Um, and he'll probably just go with you because you're friends anyway, and it's not that big a deal. Oh, and if he's terrible to you, then it's not somebody you want to go on a date with anyway. And I, before, before I could even finish, it, he was like, will you go on a date with me? I was like, ah, man, now I have to because I don't want to be the terrible person I just described. What did you do on that (laughs) terrible date? He took me to an expensive restaurant. Oh, shit, girl. And I wasn't very nice or very friendly because I felt like I'd been trapped into it. Not that that's a good excuse to be an asshole, but I ordered everything. (gasps) Yes. I mean, just ran up that bill. Uh, and then at the very end, you're like my lobster wants a lobster he, side yes. dish, bitch. And yeah, not proud. Um, I'm and, proud. And then at the end, he was like, "Do you want dessert?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So we ordered dessert. But bef- when the waiter was walking away, I was like, "Can we get it to go? Because we're not staying here." And so he brought back the dessert wrapped to go. And then I had us leave the restaurant, and I just kept the dessert for myself. I thought, I bet you, for, I know it's terrible. I bet I'm you not, for a, a moment he thought. Oh, he's going to eat this dessert off of me? Yeah. This is going to be yummy. Yeah, it was bad. I he feel was in love with you. He couldn't have been. We barely knew each other. Oh, people project all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Well, sure. But, I mean, that's misplaced love. Yeah. Because he had true. no reason to believe that that would be reciprocated. Yeah, we've been together for 11 years. And almost. you're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are we... Is, okay, I guess we should. Yeah. I like you. Can we just pour the champagne and move on? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Where is the champagne? Exactly. Right. At the house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've had a lot of really crummy dates. I would say the worst I had was with uh, this guy who I was, like, new to Austin, new to dating. So I was, like, establishing my sexual identity. And this person seemed really free and wild. And, you know, that can lead to a lot of chaos. And they did not like that I did not want to, like, go out one time because I had just come back from a three-day shift. I used to work at a rehab for teenage boys, and I would do three days on and then have three days off. And so he got so lit that he was, like, calling me from someplace downtown and, like, I'm drunk and in my car, and I'm going to drive home, and it's all because of you. And I was like... Go for it. Yeah. I I went over the next day for, like, coffee, and I was just like, this isn't working. (laughs) I can't help you. I can't be with you. But it was really scary because at that time, I had no idea how to navigate any of this stuff. Right. Sometimes until you encounter it the first time, you don't know how to take control. And we had been like casually dating. You know, we'd gone on a couple dates. So I was like, oh, this is intense. Yeah. I think at this point in my life, I could easily be like, 
if you feel the need to drive home, you feel free. That has nothing to do with me, and I didn't create this problem. Yeah. I, yeah. Now I have, like, much stronger boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I was just telling Michelle, I have a frisky friend coming over for dinner, and I, like, very much was like, yo, we fucking before dinner? And it's all like, yeah. I'm like, great. Because <laughs> I want to know what I'm getting into. Done. Right? Like, do I need to, like, make sure, like, I have all my bits smelling good? Uh, well, are we fucking before dinner or after dinner? Oh, I don't, like, I don't like doing it after because, girl... Yeah, nobody feels good after dinner. I just want to take a nap afterwards. I'm like, we can cuddle and make out, but I'm not going to be catching a dick after dinner. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. this is not my first rodeo. Yeah, after dinner, I'm so <laughs> bloated. I was like, can we just not do that? I feel like I'm going to... Y'all I are love... eating... I don't know what y'all are eating. Oh, cheese. Yeah, I'm Lots stressed of cheese. for y'all. You're just having fondue for dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're drinking it through a straw. No, I, I have to get like... Around Valentine's Day, people will reach out to me and be like, what What are some tips for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, fuck first. Like, uh, right, you're going to go, you might do a lot of events, you might have a lot of things planned. If you're like in a longstanding relationship, do do that part first and it takes the stress off the table. And then you can just like enjoy your dinner. You can just enjoy things. It's not this like, what's going to happen? Is it going to, are we going to do this thing or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look so disappointed because... I have no idea why. I see the I wheels like, turning. No, I, I'm, my wheels are turning. Yeah. That's all. I'm just thinking about. Yeah. You what, are you, what are you thinking about, girl? Fucking people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I I'm think thinking about. about what I'm thinking about, like during a date. Like, is my hair gonna deflate? Like, am I being cute enough? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> do you want to be like cute enough? when you go afterwards? What? So if you like fuck on the front end, then, then your hair can be like disheveled. You're like if you're perfect going out for eye job can be. Because then I'll be like askew. into looking disheveled. I'll be like, yeah, I look disheveled. Yeah. I just got fucked. You're like, yeah, are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> he just ate this pussy like a hungry, hungry hippo. You are really talking to me like I'm straight. Oh, oh well, I don't know. It could, they, <laughs> they just ate this pussy like a hungry, hungry hippo. I don't know what you like. <gasps> Did we no. just stumble into like a new conversation? We're not, I don't want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you were talk about what you like or not. You were saying your experience on uh, Tinder has mostly been positive. Do you, do you have any bad interactions on Tinder? Honestly, no. Because no. I don't take people's shit. Like if oh. there is going to be any indication that you're going to treat me less than I want to be treated, you are blocked, bitch. Don't Uh-oh. even waste my time. I have I was thinking about my worst date and it's very wholesome. We were just two activists out and couldn't turn off our activist brain. So we were just like like we were really into each other, but we were like we couldn't stop talking about all the world's problems and our plans to help them. And we looked at each other at the end and we were like, I don't Yeah. I'm stressed when I'm with you. I can't This this is a lot of the breaks on my arousal. Yeah, like you're really cute, but I don't think that we could. This is not sustainable for us. Yeah, but I could see that. I guess that's a good bad day. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, it's a good reason to have a bad day. Yeah. Also, if that's the worst, it's pretty good. On our what? God, there was probably like third date. You took me to a restaurant, a tapas place. No. Oh, this isn't the fight. No, oh. for a third date, that's like years in. Well, I, my memory is goldfish. Yeah, now, so I know. I'm, I'm, I'm the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Historian. Yes, I am the historian. Thank you, Mariah. Good historian. I'm the historian. Yeah, she's been through some things. No, we went to uh, a Mexican restaurant, and we get almost there, oh. and I had no idea where we were going, and then Michelle like turns 
the car and we like turned down some other streets and magically we're back at his house because he forgot his money. <laughs> yeah, I realized I forgot my wallet. We're like, like a block away. But you didn't like to help me all of this. I was like, okay. Also, I am 100% sure that was the first time I took you out to a restaurant. Yeah. So it wasn't the third date, but whatever. No, our first date. Terrible history. I look at, no, I look at our first date was you coming to the birthday party. Oh, we gotcha, made out. gotcha, gotcha. Second day, I tricked you into coming to karaoke because I said, let's sing karaoke. And yep. you thought it was going to be a karaoke party. And it was just me. And, and I sh- was just confused. Yeah. You showed up like 15 minutes late like it was a party and had cheese for like an entire party. Yeah. I brought and snacks. Like four <laughs> songs deep into me singing to you. You were like, like, where is everybody? And when are they coming? Because this is strange. I was like, uh, this is a date. And would you like to sing? And you said no. And I sang two more songs. And then we made out and ate a bunch of cheese. It's a pretty good date. Yeah. Talk first. Yeah. Well, we did. We just made out. Okay. She a lady. Just kidding. Um, I was saving myself for marriage. I'm a Catholic, <laughs> for God's sakes. And then I think the third date was you taking me to that Mexican restaurant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The the clincher was, this is so cute, Allison, you won't be into this. He The first time he cooked for me, <laughs> so I go to Michonne's place, and he's going to cook some uh, Acadia Alm food because he's trying to catch this because he knows it's Drinking good. Acadia Alm food? Acadia Cajun. Cajun is a, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Cajun is a pejorative word. Is that the term? Yeah, it's a slur it, of sorts. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't think these days they think of it that way, but it started out, yeah. It was a mispronunciation of their own language oh. by white people. I mean, I guess they're all white, but you know what I mean. Yeah, non, okay. non-Acadian people. Yeah. So, Michonne's cooking me. Uh, catfish, cool, y'all. Yum. And, True. you know, this is back in the day when Netflix, you, you ordered, like, the <laughs> DVDs to come to you because we are very old. And I'm just like, oh, let's see what movie we're going to watch. And I start rifling through, and Machon, like, freaks out. He's like, what are you doing? I don't want him to see this. Yeah. Yeah. And I look at one of the DVDs, and it is Teen Witch, (laughs) which is a movie musical about, look at you, your face. It's not a musical. Yes, it is, girl. Well. With... What? With Teen Witch? Robin Lively. With, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not a musical in the sense that there is regular talking without singing. There, but, but there's, there's a lot of musical numbers in it. It's Top a, that. It's I know a, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how angry you got with your musical theater background. You were like ready to come for me. There's no singing in that. Yeah. There's a ton there's of singing. There's a ton of singing but it's in not, that. You have to go back, girl. It's not consistently through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, aside from Top top That, there's like four other huge yeah, they musical sing, numbers. Uh, I'm going to okay. be the most popular girl. Yeah, uh, boys. I, like, I like boys. Yeah. They sing a lot in that movie. You were embarrassed by Teen Witch. Yeah, who's oh, not? I mean, <laughs> knowing Teen Witch gives me street cred. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, I was like, uh, we are absolutely watching this. This movie is amazing. These days, I'm proud of Teen Witch and embarrassed by Robin Lively. Okay. Oh yeah. The gem is knowing that Blake Lively has an older sister. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway. I hate that it's her though. Why? Robin Lively's terrible. Anyway, we can talk you about could, that later. I mean, she's not. She's as... an ultra conservative Trump supporter. Yeah. Okay, I did not Wikipedia that hard. Yeah, don't don't Twitter. Don't look don't, her up on Twitter. It's don't, nightmarish. Okay. Don't look up the people that you enjoyed as a child. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a person in my fetish world who I liked a lot because my fetish is like wrestling, and so I liked a lot of pro wrestlers. Uh-huh. And like one dude, I was like super into. Oh my god, he's like so 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 terrible of a human being now. It like, popped that bubble for you. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'll still watch the ones where you get beat up. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. 
I wonder, like, what, one of the things I get a lot is people who want to flirt in real life, but don't know how to do it in the wake of Me Too movement, right? So people come to my office and say, Adam, like, I want to, like, try to pick up someone IRL, but I'm anxious that I'm not going to, like, know how to do it well, and I'm going to create a situation where they don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is all, what do y'all think about that? What is some advice for how to date someone IRL or try to pick up someone IRL? Um, Um, Respect their boundaries. I know. Isn't it so easy? Yeah. So people, I have heard that too. Mm -hmm. Mostly people in my personal life being like, I feel like I can't even talk to a woman anymore. And I'm like, are you being respectful? Yeah. Are you listening to what they're saying? Are you picking up on their social cues? Like, I know you're perfectly capable of doing that. It's real easy. So step one is assuming, not assuming, that the person is there to connect with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe they're there to connect with their friends. Maybe they're there to connect with a book. Maybe they're there to connect with their favorite cocktail. Right. So if you're going to see someone you're interested in, like, recognize that you're interrupting their world. Ooh, yeah. Hey, I noticed that you are over here enjoying your moment, and I felt compelled to come say hello and I, you might not even be interested in having this type of connection right now. And if that is so, that is okay. And I'll let you get back to your drink, back to your book, back to your friends. Easy cheesy. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned that. I had this at the height of the Harvey Weinstein Me Too debacle. Uh, in the middle of a surgical procedure, one of the doctors I was working with uh, made that co- that same comment. He was like, oh, you know, these days you can't even walk up to an attractive girl and let her know that you think she's attractive. And I had to stop him in the middle of everything and be like, that's absolutely untrue. What you're talking about is a social a social situation in which you're going to compliment somebody and see if they're interested in talking to you. And if they're not, you can walk away. The Me Too movement is all about someone in a position of power using that power to abuse other people. Those are not the same thing, and you should not equate them. And then he, like, apologized in the middle of work and was like, you're absolutely right. I'm like, got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people people equate those things, uh, and they're just not the same. Not the same at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and then if someone tells you that they are not interested or they are there for a connection with their friends, their drink, their book, like, just thank them, right? Like, yeah. It's not that hard. Cool, thank you for letting me know. I hope you enjoy your evening. Like, you just go back and do your thing. Yep. What I think is funny, people oftentimes don't know what to talk about when they're trying to strike up a conversation with someone that they don't know. So what might y'all say? Like, what what do you think is, like, some hot openers? I'm really into corn chowder. Oh I'm bad gosh. at this. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I mostly don't talk to people, so it's easy for me to avoid those situations. So you just, like, be your cute self, and then they come to you. Yeah, they really have to do the work. I'm not proud of that. Mariah, thank you for recording this. <laughs> uh-huh. Making 11 years of relationship <laughs> validated. Sorry. I mean, honestly, I feel the same way. Like, yeah. I'm not a big go-getter. Like, oh. I mean. Yeah, I can carry a conversation. So if, if someone will come up to me and start it, I'll try to participate. Yeah. Um, I just, there's no way I'm going to step out of my lane and be the, the, you know, the catalyst for all that. Yeah. So here's some things y'all can do. What do you think about this? One, make compliments authentic and some like cemented in reality and just be very real about it, right? I think most people love a compliment. So if I see something you're wearing or something you're reading or something about you that I think is interesting, I'm just going to say, hey, I noticed those shoes and I thought those are incredible shoes and I should come over and say hello. Ooh. Yeah. I have a good one here. Yeah. If you are going to give somebody a compliment, here's a suggestion. 
don't talk about their body. Yeah. Talk sure. about a conscious decision that they made. It's so like a style say, choice. Yes. I love those jeans. They look great on you. I love your glasses. They make your eyes pop. But not like, oh my gosh, your waist is so... Yeah. Look at you, Vera Ellen. Yeah. Like your body is something you can't really change. So why are you going to compliment somebody on it? Yeah. I think, too, for, for femme folks in the world... Uh, they are living oftentimes a daily reality of having people feel like they have the freedom to comment on their body. Exactly. All, all throughout the day that even if someone is like well-meaning, it's mm-hmm. like it's just another person talking about some element of me that is constantly a conversation that I'm not even in control of unless yeah. I like advocate for myself. Like you're not entitled to my body or my space. Yeah. Be respectful. Yeah, and this ain't 2005, get off my space. Right. <laughs> um, Allison wasn't born then. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I've never felt older. I had a MySpace. What? What was your MySpace name? I don't know. That's a, like oh. AllisonLovesDinosaursRar.com. What was your profile <laughs> song? That's yeah. the most important. Oh, probably some 303 song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like from like, Into the Woods. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It might have been. Yeah. I do love Into the Woods, yeah. y'all. Oh. I'm not confessions. <laughs> um, in the world of body image, there's so much negative influence. Um, some of it's super direct, and some of it's even very indirect. Like, how do you get by all that. I know for me, uh, clothes are my thing. Like there are clothes that specifically work for me and those that truly, truly do not. And I wear scrubs for a living and that's terrible and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess for me to avoid the, that particular thing, I could just spend a lot of money on very well-tailored clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with Instagram and all of the products they're pushing for these dumb slim tees, which is dangerous, or the Instagram models, like, what do you, what do you do to move past all that or block it out? Do you just move on? Like, how do you avoid all this? It's so much. So a couple of things. First of all, something I'm really excited about, a current event, um, Instagram just changed their policies. So now if you're peddling like weight loss teas or lollipops or whatever, they put a sensitive content banner over it. So like you can't see it unless you are searching it out, which is really exciting. But also, um, something that I love to do and something that I encourage people to do is if you are struggling with the media that you're taking in, giving you messages about your body, about um, it should be different or I shouldn't like it because of this reason, to actively search out the bodies of, or search out bodies of people who look like you or look contrary to the messages that you're receiving. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Great. I think of it, too, as understanding that we live in a world that profits off of people feeling shame about their bodies. So capitalism, right, makes a lot of money off of this. Yeah. And so, you know, when I notice I might feel shame about my body at times, I go, cool, Adam, like, who who is putting this message in you? And what are they trying to get out of you? Yeah, who's winning from this? Is this benefiting you at all? And so that that really helps me. And I try to move from... um, the like notion of body positivity to more like body neutrality. Like, mm-hmm. can I just like appreciate my body just for what it is and what it can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that means it's got like a lot of strength or endurance. Sometimes that means celebrating that it keeps illness out of me because I'm not one that gets sick that easily. So it's kind of looking at my body as like a vessel for all the good stuff that I bring to the world. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's helpful. So, Allison, do you have anything coming up here? You're you're new to the world, but you might have some project or some things that you're excited about. I am new to the world, so here is the thing. Mm-hmm. I have been waiting on my license for a very long time, y'all. And it should be dropping here any day now. So the biggest news that I have is that sometime soon, in the next, who knows, six weeks, I'm going to start practicing for real and can be taking real clients. But don't release this podcast until I can. (laughs) Mariah, can you bleep all that out if it gets released before then? It's just going to be a lounge. I'll hit you up. I'll let you know. Everybody will know the second it passes. But I've been doing a lot of writing. We're working on a big website launch. So hopefully there will be a lot of stuff there for people to be. Yeah. And stuff. As someone who's been to that process, it's a lot to, to work to create a brand. Oh, we are branding really hard. Okay. It's we're, major. Yeah. We're <laughs> branding ham. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, again, you can be found on Instagram, uh, Young Clitoris, Y-U-N-G. Y-U-N-G underscore clitoris underscore. Oh. I was really going through a SoundCloud rap kind of thing at the time. I still am. What am I talking about? I love it. Allison, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're actually a part of my life in a lot of ways. You and I do the queer quiz show together. You're mm-hmm. our keeper of score. I am. Um, and, you know, I just appreciate that you bring a voice to uh, female pleasure to helping people become more accepting and loving of their bodies just as they are and that you would join us on this Saturday morning. Yay. Thanks and congrats on that license. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, y'all. Well, Michonne, I fucking love you to absolute bits. Yeah, same. You love you? Yes. No, (gasps) that's not true. We know better. No, I love you back. You do? Not because I have to. Because I want to. Because I want to. What's the easiest thing to love about me? Well, you do crack me up. Oh, shit, bitch. That's, you know I love it when you laugh at my stuff. That's when I know it looks (laughs) really good. (laughs) And we do truly, truly enjoy uh, doing the same things together. Yeah, the same people together. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, on a, yeah, you on have occasion. jokingly talked about making out with my boyfriend again a little bit. And I was on like, oh, I think Michonne is ready for another dip in that water. <laughs> I don't think he's ready for another dip in that oh, water. Oh, I think he'll take whatever I give him. Oh, my God. Uh, no, he's have... a lovely person. He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look yeah. where he dates. I mean, you know, take that dude or leave him. But he's got a lot of good qualities. He's fun to be around. He does. Yeah. He loves Mariah Carey. He does. We've had a handful of conversations about Mariah that have gotten too deep. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, it's all from an honest So, place. you know, everyone keep listening. Maybe Michonne and I will make out my boyfriend. Between... Oh, on a mic? Yeah. Why not? Or they'll just take our word for it. You know what? Scratch that. We'll just say we did it. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to do Gays Gone Wild. Yeah. Joe Francis. That's that dude's name. Okay. You figured it out. Perfect. Weeks later. Yeah. We're going to take that motherfucker's model and do it with consent. (laughs) (laughs) Less bikini tops. I'm just saying, gays will do anything. Less bikini bottoms. Yeah. Too bad this is an audio medium, folks. (laughs) I mean, Michonne, listen. I'll make like, um, you know, in the Oscars when they do like in Marantum. 
memoriam but yeah yeah whatever it is and miranda from sex in the city <laughs> yeah. when she gets out there and she's all anxious and uses her nervous energy yeah um we're gonna do that but with like our dick pics oh yeah well yeah you know our- <laughs> all the dicks i loved this year and then like oh yeah wait a second let's let's really set this up right mariah this is gonna take some editing here we go dicks of the past here's all the dicks we loved this year and cue the music yeah yes and it's like real soft and somber. Yeah, violins and what? And it's just like timpani. Big old dick. Hanging dick. Big old dick. Wet dick. Me jerking someone off in their own face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? This is out of control. Yeah, but Sean, I like to dominate people. Yes. I thought you were gonna say we'll we'll post the top ten on. We should. What if, media. Oh my god! What if like my fucking top nine for the year were just all <laughs> dicks? dicks. <laughs> could yeah photoshop little hats yeah, on them that'd be amazing yeah uh, good. why do we live in such a prudish country where like you can't have that on social media eee, it's just dicks i feel like it's just bodies you know we're all just meat sacks who gives a shit meat sacks yeah maybe we just need the right social media yeah it's out there fet life fet life um recon what yes what are those prehistoric elephants mastodon.com uh, sniffies have you been on sniffies mm, do you know about sniffies never, no sniffies is like the cruising website Sean. it is fucking hilarious so go on to sniffies.com and you can see other people in your area who are looking to cruise and some of it is a wild it's just about cruising what why is sniffy uh, but i don't sniffing i don't i guess because you're looking for dick i don't know oh is this gay or all it's pretty fucking gay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, hmm. I'm sure there's, like, certain parts of the green belt that's, like, sniffies lighting that motherfucker up. <laughs> All right. Because you know how it works in you cruising. Know, I'll look at it. Yeah. I like to participate from afar. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to. Oh, my God. So, off, off mic, we're going to do our t- 10 favorite dick pics we've received this past year and share it with each other. I can't wait. <laughs> Me and My Gorgeous Husband is brought to you by Mariah Gossett, Michonne Fontenot, and me, Adam Marr. One take, no mistakes, slap it in the oven, easy bake. Mm, easy bake. That's like amazing. That's like my name when I was in high school. It's gold. Because I was in the God Squad and had never smoked the devil's lettuce. Oh my God. Easy bake. What a weird connection. <laughs> Michonne. Do you know that you can leave us reviews on iTunes about our podcast? I did not. Yeah. Sacktown Bear said, the host has a chemistry that's unmatched. Keep it up, kids. They think we're kids. <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And yes, also, we are. I'm the youngest. Sack, that's not true. Sacktown Bear is the greatest screen name ever. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want maybe your review read on our podcast, fucking leave it because... I'm not a goddamn mind reader. Yeah, make them funny. We'll read them. Yeah. Let's do this. No or pressure. Or make them tragically sad, because I'll read those too. Oh, yeah, yeah, That works as well. <laughs> I'm into a good sad review. 